Welcome to Exploring Sovereignty with Elizabeth and guest co-host Kelly Wagner from the Being Curious show is on with me today and we are interviewing Maureen Higgins from Wings of Freedom. Uh, on this show we are exploring and talking with heart-centered thought leaders who are curious and conscious and Maureen is definitely one of those. She is an intuitive counseling and coaching um, practitioner who uses alternative energy healing modalities and guided imagery. She has a passion for helping people and supporting people and partnering with them in their healing journey and has developed a series of workshops called the Energetic Healing Track on the School for Higher Consciousness, which she also developed and has many, many, many energy healing audios that support people in their healing journey in between sessions with her. Welcome, Maureen. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. We are happy to have you. Uh, both Kelly and I uh, have are so grateful for all the work you have brought forward in the world and how much it has supported our own um, healing journeys and the graciousness which you have taught those um, the modalities to us and many, many others. So thank you. Well, it's my honor to have you a part of it. So I'm so grateful. I mean, like, what would we do without Maureen? It's <laughs> like, I'm just like, you know, yeah, never mind. Well, with our community, without the community, we have a great community. We, we do. do. Like, absolutely. And that, see, like, that's a perfect example of Maureen, how, like, we're, like, totally singing her praises, and she pauses us, and she's just like, but it's about the community, and that is something so amazing. It's, like, one of our superhero strengths is that it's all about us, and um, that's just for that is just I admire and respect uh, Maureen desperately for Absolutely. Well, I do feel it. I do feel that way. So no, <laughs> I feel great. It's true. And I think one of the other um, things to highlight around that is it's a diverse group of people mm -hmm. um, and a diverse group of people that are in conversation and celebration of people's gifts, unique gifts, talents, attributes, and authenticity. And, and I think that's sometimes a rare thing to find with oh. a group of people. Straight up. And so hopefully many more people. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah. So where are, you, where are we going? Where, what are, because with Maureen, we could go in many, many different directions. What direction are we going in today, Elizabeth? <laughs> well. Or at least uh, where are we going to start? Well, I was going to say, I, I can't promise where we're going to land. Mm -hmm. But, um, I, you know, one of the things that I really appreciate is, is in my own journey, and I think, Maureen, you are quite passionate about this, but how much as we heal ourselves and, and do the inner work, um, that our life invites us to, how much it helps us step more into sovereignty and higher consciousness thinking and feeling states and out of like just repeating unconscious patterns that might keep us in suffering or limit our potential uh, in this lifetime as, as human beings. Um, you're t I love the tagline you have is um, divine beings in human form. Yes, well, that is not. I wish I could take claim for coming up with it, but it's. It really, I do think we are divine beings having a human experience, and that we've come here to have an experience with, you know, a very strong polarity planet, 
and we are learning from all the different limitations here. But I do believe that we're at an, in an era where we're, we can move out of it mm-hmm. and move out of these heavier, burdensome, kind of less free states of living or consciousness. And by working on ourselves, working, let, letting go of the past as we know it, coming into new beliefs, new attitudes, et cetera, that it frees ourselves up so we can we can move back to our divine nature, which we all have, no matter who we are. Absolutely. And and that like that inner light is so bright. And I think oftentimes, and I know I have, I'll I'll own it. Um, I forget, I might forget about that inner light and think I'm my condition or think I'm my my situation or the problem I'm trying to navigate. And then it's like if I can just pull back and kind of get into a witness stance and start to observe and notice myself. Um and reconnect with that divine light within, it's like, oh, it gives me a different perspective. Totally. I, I totally agree that we forget that we forget that these are just experiences. They're, they don't define us. They're not who we are. Right. What do you think, Kelly? Well, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, right? I, <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously? And then playing with the layer of we chose to incarnate now. We chose our parents, our birth parents, or if we're adopted Mm -hmm. or whatever. So we chose the situation as this learning. And what I always see, because I'm very visual, is my, it's it's like a spreadsheet or a checklist. And (laughs) we're here, we're like, okay, before, it's like, as Maureen says, we're a group of, a troop of actors. And Mm -hmm. we all decide to come down and and incarnate with these learnings. And I, I almost look at it, okay, side note, you know when you see those commercials that, you could tell in the the idea room or the, the 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 brainstorming session seemed really great on paper, but then they shot it and it was just like, oh, sometimes that's <laughs> in, like in life. It's like we were up there with this troop of actors and like, hey, I'm going to sign up for this, 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 and this. And now we're living it going, oh, my gosh, why did we do that? Okay. But well, yes, our, our souls are trying to learn it. And that's we came down to I think I think a lot of us signed up to do a lot in this life. And our checklist is very, 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 very large. And it's like, Ooh, okay, here we go. It was smart for us to do it. I think in this era, because when you look at it, <laughs> I love it. it was like, we weren't able chop, to work chop, through chop. anything before, yeah. you know, we'd be tortured or killed, you know, due to, due to kind of the setup. And I know some of the world still has that, but there are parts of the world where you can actually think a little differently, mm-hmm. you know, and get in, move into something different. I mean, there's certain, we still have a lot of limitations on what we can think, I, you know, in our world, Totally. but it's a lot better than it used to be. And so, and that's the whole point is we're here to free ourselves up. But I I agree with you, Kelly. And I, I see us too, as like, before we're born, we meet with, let's say a council of souls that are close souls to us. Perhaps some of them are even us in a much advanced, more lifetime. If you look at time doesn't exist and we decide who we're going to spend our time with here to help us. And we, we all have, I also have like an astrology chart of influences, you know, our ancestors influence us probably 40% at least of what we're going through are repeats of what our ancestry has gone through. Mm-hmm. We have all the lifetimes that we've been in that, in, that there's certain ones that we pick to, to resolve. So those are influences. And then of course we have the collective that influences. So we probably are only have about 20% of our own current life that's influencing us. The rest of it is all these other influences that we have. So so we're in a good time to clear that up for not only ourselves but for our ancestors and and the collective itself. So it's really exciting. 
And even drawing on this, like, you know, because like increases like, right? So we keep repeating the pattern until we learn the lesson in our ancestry. And, and as we heal ourselves, and I've heard you say this many times, Maureen, it's like we're positively influencing our ancestry. Now the epigenetics show 14 generations backwards and forwards in time, right? Yes. Yes, definitely. And, and we actually have the power, like to change the script if we can get curious and conscious and shift into a higher thinking and feeling state and, and learn from those, the, the script and the play that we set up for ourselves to enter. And it brings so much more compassion forward for me mm-hmm. when I look at it from that vantage point versus this idea that I'm, you know, either the victim or the perpetrator repeating a pattern. So I think we should get our kids and grandkids to thank us for all the hard work we're doing. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> I agree. It's I not an official thank you right. now. <laughs> I'm demanding it. Thank you, Callie. I'm giving it to you. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> My grandkids say thank you, there too. There we go. Yep. The ones that are like, oh, oh, look, they're all like lining up. They're like, oh, we'll be your grandkids. Like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. It's true. It's true. Like, right? It's true. Yeah. I mean, the ancestors are. They're all like, they're all like, yay, but like, we're like greasing the wheels for the future generations. We're like handling this. It's, I, what I see a lot of is the big, like, we're being dropped into a forest and we have these big machetes and we're just like (laughs) going through. Right. Like, I think we're doing, and maybe that's why our spreadsheets are so long this time. Like, hey, I got it. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. It's not always, um, ponies and rainbows doing this work right Uh, you know so kelly and myself have you know learned the work that marine has brought forward and uh we work with people and have learned so much from you marine like talk to us a little bit about what you see and and how you you know it's not always fun (laughs) (laughs) it is fun but it's not always fun if you know what i mean right well that's why community is important because you know i think that as you're going through working on yourself, having people that are willing to, you know, hear you and support you. And I think our, our community, we've developed a really great community that, that supports each other through each other's processes. I think that makes a huge difference. You know, if people don't have support, then it makes it a lot harder to move forward. So it's really a super duper gift that we, we, you know, we have a group that can help each other, but basically, you know, I started, kind of this journey, geez, I, I remember it when I was 10, I, you know, I was born into a family. My, my aunt was really into, she was teaching intuitive development classes, hypnosis. She was considered very weird for the time, but you know, even though there was some things that were challenging about that whole family, you know, the fact that I was able to see that there's more to life than just what meets the eye. She, she, I, she would quiz me, my grandma would, which my grandma had Native American background, you know, on intuitive types of things. So that really kicked off my interest in seeing that we have much more going on than just our brain. We, we can see into or peer into other realms that there are other realms that are there. And I, I, it used to be that I felt that it was hard to tap into the intuition because the issues on the planet were so dense and and of course we could say they are now because of all the things going on on the planet but there's been so many more people working on themselves since you know i started working on myself in the 1980s and really there wasn't anybody hardly working on themselves in a very effective way 
And so it's almost like there was a denser, heavier fog going on. And even though it may seem intense now, it's because we're we've cleared so much, you know, of our of our own current issues and the ancestry and so forth that we that we can do more than we could before. So everything is faster. So like, for example, anybody that comes into my office to work on any trauma or family patterns, et cetera, it's faster than when I worked on it in the 80s and early 90s, because everybody, all of you have done your work and it's lifted up the vibration enough where you can do it more easily. So it's really exciting to see how, and, and everybody's looking at things differently. People are open to their intuition. When I started the business in 1998, everybody thought, you know, how are you going to make this even a business? Because, <laughs> you know, I finished my master's with, you know, wanting to help people with trauma and recovery, which now I work with a lot of different things, but, and it, in doing it in a different way where it would actually release things from your mental, emotional and physical body was not considered something that people really did much back then. They thought it, people thought it was a little strange and so forth. So, now people are very accepting for the most part. You know, people know that things are in your body and that you need to let those things go. So I think we've made great progress despite it not looking like it all the time. You have truly been a pioneer in this. I mean, you know, to to use your you, – so at 10, you're starting to – you know, you have resource and, and someone who's supporting you on your intuitive path. And then how did you decide to go to grad school for trauma and recovery? Well, I actually started working on my own trauma. Mm -hmm. And I Yay! thought, well, <laughs> at one point, I wanted to name my company Transcending Trauma, and all my clients said no. <laughs> They're like, we never would have come to you. <laughs> They're like, it is what we do, and we're grateful, but we wouldn't have come to you if that was the name. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, right, because people don't people don't always know that they have trauma right away, too. Mm -hmm. You know, so typically as, as you're working on yourself, as you know, you know, like as you're doing like when I do energy work on people and sometimes we'll do guided imagery. A lot of times we'll do guided imagery to get into what's going on with the body. People might start things start coming up to, as a remembrance of things that happened to them. Mm -hmm. But the main thing we want to do is just clear it from the body. You don't have to go through all the nitty gritty of a person's trauma to clear it from the body. Although some people tend to need to do that and other people, not so much, you know, some people need this to know more than other people about what happened. And I think it just depends on like, for example, I had to get more in touch with mine because I needed to understand it more. And, you know, the two of you working with other people, I'm sure you, you know, mm -hmm. got in touch with more of your background in your, you know, what happened to you in your formative years so that you can help people more effectively. Mm -hmm. But if somebody isn't doing this as a career, typically I see those people don't necessarily feel the need to, to, to go through everything, which is perfectly fine. I guess whatever a person needs, right? Yeah. Absolutely. As long as they let it go. That's the main thing. You want to yes. be able to let it go. You don't want to be stuck in it. That is absolutely no. for certain. Just get out of denial and let it go. It doesn't have, you don't have to know all the nitty gritty details, but just get out of denial and move it on out. That makes sense. That's what happened so with me. So I on my own. So that's, that's where it yeah. starts. And I'm sure that's where it starts for a lot of people, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's definitely what got me curious and on my healing journey for sure. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Oh, there's so many places to go. Well, but. Oh, we're at, we're, oh my gosh. Yay. That's perfect timing. <laughs> Cue the so, needles. Uh, we're in studio with Maureen Higgins from Wings of Freedom and Kelly Wagner from The Edge and Being Curious with Elizabeth Sullivan on Exploring Sovereignty. Mm -hmm.
to Exploring Sovereignty with Elizabeth and guest co-host Kelly Wagner from The Edge and Being Curious with a heart-centered thought leader, Maureen Higgins from Wings of Freedom, who also developed the School for Higher Consciousness. And Maureen, we started to dive into it a little bit in the first part of the show, but let's dive more into this idea that as you're on your healing journey, you can experience and call forth more inner freedom. Right. Well, thank you, Elizabeth. I I do believe that, you know, we come into a lifetime and we inherit all these different issues from our ancestors. We come in to resolve different lifetimes. We have the collective beliefs and attitudes. And then basically it it can tie us up. Sometimes it even energetically, you know, just as a vision shows Mm -hmm. me that people are tied up. And I think we all we all, in a sense, can be tied up with all these different things that are not us. You know, these beliefs, these things that are expected of us that perhaps aren't even healthy for us mm-hmm. and that we don't always even stop to think, is this really good for me or isn't this good for me? It's like we everybody... swallow it whole. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, okay, every... this is what I'm being told. So let's just do it with... rather than discerning. And I think that the more we we observe and let go of our own inner beliefs and attitudes and traumas, including just even you know, stressful events from our life and see why we chose what we chose, uh, we can move into like an inner freedom. And I do believe that a lot of the things that we're going through is karma, meaning that let's say people can judge themselves like, why do I keep picking these, these guys, you know, or, or these same work bosses, you know, these bosses that Mm -hmm. they all seem the same or, or whatever it is, you know, like, it seems like I keep picking the same thing. Well, the same pattern, the same pattern, but this is my feeling about it is let's say if you come into a lifetime and you want to work through, let's just use um, the boss, you know, let's say the, the boss that's, let's say a narcissist, for example, we'll just make that as the thing. Yep. So you, you, let's say you, you come in and you, you, let's say there's four people that you pick to, you know, before you're born that you have karma with to be these bosses and they need to work through some things too, maybe to understand what, what, what it's like to have this kind of personality disorder because maybe they've been in a, other lifetimes where they've been affected by a narcissist. Mm-hmm. So, so you come in and they are karmic, meaning that you've come in to specifically come in and learn how to understand and break free from that pattern. Mm-hmm. And, and hopefully they can break free from it too, but it may not be their lifetime to break through. We don't know how things work exactly. It could be that they've come here to be a lesson giver was what, what I call them. They may come in to be a lesson giver to many people. And then they, you know, because time doesn't exist, they may have other lifetimes where they're doing very good things for others. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the gravitational fields of the sun and earth keep us humans in time and space. But if we take that out, if we take out those gravitational fields, everything is happening all at once. And right. so it's, it's, you know, I always figure that we're like kindergartners in a PhD reality. So we just have to make sense of it the best way we can. But I do think the, we, the people that come into our life are meant to come into our life and how we handle these different things or these different people is, is, is what we want to we want to optimize it and really learn as much as we can through it and not blame ourselves too. Cause then that's another thing to work through. Right. We, then that's you know, another pattern. That. Yeah. <laughs> and lesson givers, I mean, you know, from the vantage point that you offer, lesson givers can actually be help us in our mastery and, and push us into our yeah. gifts, right? Totally. Yep. Which is kind of a refreshing take on a lesson giver because I don't know about you, but I sometimes get exhausted by some of mine. <laughs> well, I think everybody can. <laughs> 
exhausted. Oh my gosh. Well, and, you know, yeah, lot. they're usually close souls too, because you know, otherwise they wouldn't make an impact. And they're the ones that help us move, you know, move through our our the things we've come to work through in this lifetime most effectively because we are close souls to them. Right. And and you know, a lot of your work is also based on, you know, string theory and some of the quantum physics and stuff. Do you want to talk a bit about that? Right. Well, you know, the string theory, they have 11 strings and the, the 11 strings represent 11 dimensions. And the fifth string is a no time and no space string. So I always think of the first four strings as being, you could say, the lower realms, like the heavier, heavier issues that we all go through and that we as humans have been in the third to fourth string, you know, three to four. Mm-hmm. And I, I do believe that we're shifting out of one through four, going through the no time, no space string of five into six. So I, a lot of people say we're moving into 5D, which is perfectly fine. I mean, it does, it's just a template, but I always think of it more as six mm-hmm. following that, that the string theory, I, that came to me before I saw something on string theory. And I thought, well, that, that just made more sense to me personally, but you know, it doesn't really make any difference. What but does 5D look like to you? Pardon? What does 5D look like to you? Um, well, to me, 5D is the birth canal into six. So it's mm-hmm. so it would be a no time, no space string or dimension that that brings us from the lower realms into the middle realms. So one through four, we're in the process of transforming. And when you look at it, we had tw- we had 23,000 years of matriarchy, and then we ha- we've been in 5,200 years of patriarchy, and that's been all of dimension one through four learning, perhaps. And now going into six moving into the birth canal, we're washing away all that, you know, the, the being without the other in a sense, the polarity. Now, mm-hmm. Yeah. The polarity. And now we're moving into, I believe, and a lot of people believe we're moving into a balance of the male and female. We need both the male and the female energies and we all carry both the male and the female energies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yoga, they'll say the right side of the body is the divine masculine. The left side's the divine feminine. It crosses over into the brain, the right side divine feminine, left side, divine masculine. And really, we want to alchemize these energies of the divine feminine and masculine in order to be creative and manifest and have the optimal protection and, you know, all the all the things, right? Yes, for sure. Nice job. (laughs) Like, like, you covered it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's important to like, understand too that this idea that we are you know we are one in this human form i am one aspect of my soul right but my soul is larger than this body and it can manifest in many different realms yep and it's informing each other so it's almost like this um and the work that you do marine and that we do uh, as well from that we've learned from you uh but it also correlates a lot with like some of the Vedic work too, Vedic knowledge is that the higher self or the higher mind, um, the the higher self can see all those lifetimes and gives us the answer as we need it, as you often remind us. Like sometimes we want the answer, but we'd get in our own way. Totally. If we knew it and it would not work out as optimally. I I agree. And in, in the, you know, I always think of too, the higher self as just as an example, as just an, in kind of an 
something that you can visualize would be like the higher self is like a pomegranate. Mm, and beautiful. So one, yeah, one seed is us and the other seeds are us in other dimensions, past, present, future, since time doesn't exist. And like you said, the higher self is keeping track of it. But dimension six and six through nine, I think of as the middle realms, which are a much higher perception and feeling state than, than the, of course, the lower realms, which are very heavy and polarized. And then 10 and 11, the strings 10 and 11 would be all about love. So it's like we, we have all the vibrations from hate to love in our pomegranate, and we're in the process of transforming those ones that are more uh, denser and, and more aligned with hate, you could say, or polarization into one that's more middle to middle realm, which would be the higher perception of feeling state all the way up to the vibration of love. And we carry all of it. Absolutely. We are everything. Yeah. And it's like, you know, Vanna White, when she turns over the letters, I just see all the pomegranate seeds as we continue to work on ourselves, turning over into those middle and higher realms. Can't happen soon enough, but. Yeah. And just to add another complexity that some of those seeds in our pomegranate that usually it's the the eighth and ninth dimensional seeds, they can be our spirit guides. So we can be our own spirit guides. Which is amazing. And the more we actually Mm -hmm. ask for help, the more help we get. Totally. So, Sometimes yeah, I forget. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, and then the, you know, using this template, like, then source infuses everything, right? Like, totally. Uh, so that's that, like, if we were to put a 12th layer on it, source is what gives um, the energetic life force to everything and all dimensions from that denser separate dimension aligned with suffering or polarization all the way up to the more you know energetic etheric frequency subtle frequency and one thing that kind of came to me and it it does it does fit you know some of the sciences too is that let's say if we were to look at the oneness field or you know god source however whatever name you want to use you know the creator energy mm-hmm. that that's a, that that creator energy in a sense duplicated itself mm-hmm. so made a so made a hologram and then everything you know all every all of our you know our pomegranate is a hologram of source as is everybody's yep and so it's almost like we as source or or the creator energy or god however you want to look at it made this holographic landscape which now is being played out to just to see what it's like to have all these different experiences. And now we're in the process of wrapping up the lower ones. We've, you know, we've already experienced them. We know what they're like. They're not very fun. They're, no. they're happy, but they, we learned a lot. And now we're ready to wrap up dimensions one through four, go through the birth canal of five into six. And I always think of seven as being the highest one that we can go as a human. And it's all based on just you know, a, you know, a theory, I've, I always say, like I said earlier, we're kindergartners in a PhD reality, but it definitely works for healing purposes to to work in this way. Yeah, it creates great transformation, I find both personally and professionally. So I don't know why this just came in. But you know, we're cruising through the birth canal of five, rocking into six. How long do you think we're going to be in six until we can go to seven? Well, that is a good question. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> but I mean, like, is, is, is there a timeline? Yeah, okay. I was like, it, it's, it, I, wait, I, what did Maureen just say? We'll find out together. Oh, yeah, okay. fair. Yeah, we can find out together. Okay. I mean, it is a good question. Are we going to be able to do it in our lifetime? Well, you know, I think not everybody's going to earth plane. Not everybody's going to be doing the same things at the same time, at least not here. Like, I figure, let's say, for example, 
let's say that in this lifetime I go to seven. Well, there's going to be lifetimes that I don't go to seven, you know, the seventh dimension, because another seed in my pomegranate may be having a hard time even getting through the birth canal. Mm. Whereas in this lifetime, I, I'm cruising to seven, for example. Okay. You know, so I think that there's always going to be a, like a few, if we think that, geez, such and such isn't really doing their work, they're not, you know, moving through that birth canal, et cetera. Well, they might be doing it somewhere else where we're not. That's my feeling about it. So we all are moving into, you know, we're moving through that birth canal someplace. And that's going to create that critical mass shift collectively in all the timelines, dimensions and universes so that we can wrap up this polarity of one through four. That's that's what it looks like to me. And, you know, it's been a really intense time. All, you know, people are like, well, geez, how can we be moving into a better era when there's so many problems showing up on the planet? Well, they've been there all along. They're just right. more obvious now. And we need to bring things to the light before we can, um, you know, bring it up to, we have to, we can't, if, if things are unconscious, we can't heal them. So everything's going into the consciousness so we can bring them up to the super conscious and heal them. But like, think about birth. When you're in the birth canal, that sucks. I mean, like, <laughs> right? There's nothing pretty about the whole birth canal. Like, well, having someone in your birth canal is challenging. But I would think and that I'm being trying in to. The birth canal I, I mean, having too. having done that birth process a few times, right? And but, I would imagine being in the birth. If I can fully come back to that in utero self moving through the birth canal, it ain't easy. No, no. But then you're done and you clean up. It's deep and then transformation. It's, cool. it's deep, deep, deep totally. transformation. Right. Think about it. But it, and, and it brings us back to even like, well, why bother? Well, I mean, you know, by this template, right? I, you know, I love how you said like we're helping heal our our karma. And and one of the best definitions of karma that I've ever heard, um, and I wish I could remember who said it. I can't give them credit at the moment, but is like if you want to understand, if you want to understand your past karma, look at your present condition. And if you want to understand your future karma, look at your present choices. That's a good one. Because it brings in free will, right? Yeah. Wow. I'm still sitting with that one. Well, well to answer the question, <laughs> why do the work? Yeah. Because you feel better when you're done. You might not feel good while you're in the midst of the heavier issues. But right. once you clear them, God, when I think about how I felt when I was in my 20s, early 30s, working through all the heavier stuff, and then how I feel now, I feel so much better, like a ton better. Right. Agreed. Freer, better, you know, it, it's easier to navigate the problems than when I was, you know, heavy with, you know, laden with all these issues. And I, it's always a process, not that nobody's ever done with it. Right. But, but you, but you're better, you know, you're, you're better, you have a more of a mastery to deal with things. Well, and you're polishing off the shadow of yourself, like what was in the unconscious, but was informing your present, right? Mm -hmm. And and by this work, you're also able to bring in the gifts of your soul versus just repeating the karmic pattern. Totally. Which is huge because, yeah, yeah. maybe you could give us a quick tease on how you bring in the gifts of your soul before we take a break. Oh, yeah, you can do that. Um, yeah, you get uh, 18 seconds, Marine. Go. <laughs> <laughs> well, the quickest one was bring in one of the eighth or ninth dimensional seeds in your pomegranate and ask to merge with it. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Done. And if you're wondering how to do that, we'll be we'll, back. We'll be back. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, that was awesome. <laughs> this is Exploring Sovereignty with Elizabeth and guest co host Kelly Wagner from the Being Curious show and The Edge. And we are hosting the brilliant Maureen Higgins from Wings of Freedom and School for Higher Consciousness. Thank you.
This is Exploring Sovereignty with Elizabeth and guest co-host Kelly Wagner from The Edge and The Being Curious Show. And we're here with Maureen Higgins from Wings of Freedom, the School for Higher Consciousness. And she's also a regular columnist in The Edge magazine and has given, you know, her ideas have manifested in many different ways. And Maureen, um, for our listeners... Uh, before we dive into the eighth and ninth dimension and bringing gifts of your soul, uh, how can our, people who want to learn more about you find you? Like, where are the places and spaces they can find you? Well, they can find me on wingsoffreedom.com and also schoolforhigherconsciousness.com and communityforhigherconsciousness.com. And then, you know, The Edge, like you said, I've written some columns for The Edge, so Kelly and Steve's magazine. Awesome. And uh, tell us just a little bit about the School for Higher Consciousness. Well, I had developed a number of workshops, which I put into a workshop series, which, um, you know, both of you are teachers of. You're teaching, you know, you have the ability to teach people what you do. And um, and also there's people that have done it just for practitioning, you know, to be a practitioner, to work with other people. But I decided that I wanted the, the the classes and so forth to live on beyond me. You know, I'm in my 60s. It's like, okay, you know, I, want, I don't want the material to not continue on. So the School for Higher Consciousness allows things to kind of continue on. And and so that it's it's more of a, you know, because it is, it, it is like, it is a curriculum. And then we can have other people's programs on there too. I thought that would be a good way just to keep the energy of all of these, these things going. Because I do believe that I was given the material, you know, in, in, by spirit and, you know, that it didn't come from me. It came from spirit. I think that anybody who comes up with some new, new techniques or even music, you know, you're, you're bringing it in from your spirit, from the universe, that kind of a thing. And I didn't want it just to, you know, not go somewhere, basically. I wanted to continue on. Well, and what I love about the school and the practitioners that are a part of the community and the collaboration is you can take a, a, a curriculum that Maureen designs and through your lens or some of the other practitioners' lens, the experiences are totally different. Mm-hmm. So it, it's grounded in this beautiful material, mm-hmm. but then you can put your own experiences and help. And also to become a teacher, Maureen um, asks that someone goes through the cycle three times. So that's a beautiful experience to be able to have learn from Elizabeth or learn from another practitioner. And then if you want to teach it, your last one is through Marine. So you really can kind of go back to the purity of where it was coming in, Absolutely. which I, I really, really enjoyed thoroughly. Absolutely. It's been a great... Well, there's only two classes that you have to do three times, the disconnection from the collective shadow and cellular activation and ancestral and other lifetimes. All the other ones you do twice and you don't have to do with me. So it's just Thank those you. two. Those are the meat Sorry. and potatoes of the workshop. <laughs> that's okay. I, those are the ones I'm teacher then. I apologize. <laughs> no, but that's great. Okay. Just two first. <laughs> two first for two the more advanced. Those, those are for the more advanced. Yeah, well, I, they're, I, they're the meat and potatoes of the whole thing. Yeah. And I will say being a... a you know, having the opportunity to be a teacher of it, every time I teach, I, I'm always learning at a, a deeper level. And you? No, <laughs> not you. I'm going to be mocked. I'm no, you're right. not mocked. Oh, I love it. It's a no, you're always percolating with ideas. And what about this? And what about that? Your curiosity is is fantastic. And it's it's enjoyable to to go through that. 
because you ask the questions that I sometimes don't even think about. And then you ask the question. And I'm like, oh, yeah. But then what? No, it's great. Don't worry about well, it. Well, thank you. It's, you're not being mocked. I, you're being no, honored. No. Thank mm. you. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, my curiosity is a bit insatiable. And I've had to learn when it's coming from something that's going to help us move forward and or coming from, uh, you know, past traumas. Sure. And as I've healed those past traumas, I, I feel like I, I've gotten more skillful with my curiosity. <laughs> but I do ask questions, don't I? I'm seeing. Well, that's what we love alley. about you. You're very, you know, you, and you're, you're very articulate, too, which is great. Well, thank you. That's why you needed a radio show. <laughs> I just love talking to people. As well. Um, yeah, so the School for Higher Consciousness. Sorry. Well, uh, go to, I, I don't know why, the, the creating um, sacred spaces. I think there is something really powerful with that as well. Yeah, and how much that inform- that element gets supported by positive energetics. Well, creating sacred spaces, part of it is something that's that's not mine. It's, it's from, it's kind of, it's, it comes from ancient Egypt. It's a way to... to create sacred space using the star of David grid. Like you use stones to set up a grid and, it, and it's a way to keep your, your, your house or your workplace clear. It's, it's, a, it's, it's hard to explain the whole thing, except for the star of David is about bringing heaven on earth. And then you, you there's a, a way to lock your intentions and to keep your space clear using that star of David um, grid as a locking system, so to speak, that that, that helps the whole house or the whole workplace stay clear. I developed something based on that. That's my own technique what I, that I call the encrypted Star of David, where you don't need to use stones or a grid. You can place it under your house or workplace to keep things clear. And so that one is nice because you don't have to, you don't have to work on, on you know, buying stones, keeping stones going. Like, for example, you, you need little stones for the creating sacred spaces to set up this Star of David grid. And if you have little kids, they might put it in their mouth. Or if you have an animal, they'll knock it out. So so basically, the Star of David is the whole formula for it, along with intentions. And by using those two together, the intentions are, are you could say, permeating your space, keeping it, keeping it clear and sacred with the star of David locking it in and allowing it to stay there without like piffering away. And, you know, if you just put the intention, it goes away pretty quickly. But if you have that locking system, it, it keeps going and going and going, if that makes any sense. It does. And and just for our listeners, uh, creating sacred spaces is one of the classes in that energetic healing track on school for higher consciousness. And it's a, oh, thanks, fi- thanks five, it's a five hour, it's a five hour course. Um, so it's a one day, typically a one day um, workshop, depending on how someone teaches it. But um, yeah, it's one of the entry level ones. And it's a beautiful way to like make the space feel uh, can be at its highest potential and hold those highest higher frequencies aligned with love so that us as humans can manifest more aligned with love. I, I can always tell I, I do the crystals. I can always tell when the crystals off or a cat Same. did something with mm-hmm. it. And you have people walk into your house and they're like, I don't know why, but it just feels so good in here. Right. right? Yep. And then you I end up doing them. both, yeah. encrypted and stones. Okay, there we go. See? Two first. <laughs> Two first. Two first. <laughs> Today's show is brought to you by Two First. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, but you, I, I think one thing that I am just, um, again, one of many things I'm super appreciative of is your generosity and your commitment to receiving 
you know, the information that you're given and you've been such a, um, dedicated transcriber and generous teacher and sharer of the experience so that many can benefit. How has that been for you? Well, thanks. You know that I, thanks for using the word transcriber because, because I do consider myself a transcriber. Like I see it and I write it down. That's my role. <laughs> it's a big role. It's a big role. Other people might see it and not write it down. So thank you. <laughs> I see, you know, I, my intuitive side is strong because I do it all day long. I've been doing it for 25 years working with people. So, and I, and I use that, you know, the in, intuition, which I know you two as well do. And, and, and you've seen that the more you use it, the, the better it gets and the better it gets and the better it gets. Mm-hmm. You have to, it's like a muscle. You have to keep using it. But mm-hmm. when you start, when I'm working with people, I see a lot of things in their energy field. And if I see patterns, I'll write them down and see that there's certain ways that I'm shown to help people feel better through certain energetic techniques. And then um, those are what's being taught in the school. So people can learn how to, to use them. And I'm always open to people, you know, improving on it. Like if they find a better way to do what I've come up with, I'm fine with it. You know, so I'm not, I think we all have different ways of looking at things. And, and as people learn the material, I think that people start finding other ways to, to use the, the material in a positive way. Cause all the people that have taken the classes, I think are, you know, trustworthy scribes themselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. That's been my experience and it, that it, it continues to grow a community of people. And I think one of the things that it also supports is people using their intuitive gifts, which I think, and at least in my experience and curious what Kelly and you think, but the more we tap into our intuitive gifts, which we're always using sometimes just unconsciously, but the more conscious mm-hmm. and and more intentionally we do it, we step more into our sovereignty, more into our th- authenticity and freedom because we're checking in with that part of ourself that might give us a hint or guidance on like, hey, don't take a right, take a left and you avoid a car accident or hey, don't eat that, eat this and you avoid feeling bad, you know, digestively or whatever. It's true. Using it in your everyday life is important. Mm-hmm. I've been seeing myself lately as a big Swiss army knife. <laughs> I don't know why. Tell us more about that, Kelly. Okay, so here's the deal. It's, it's, it's funny. Like, I don't, I, I used to get so frustrated why I'd wanted to, I'd just be curious about all these different modalities and I love to sample and I love to play. And I realize now with the edge and with, with being curious that I was supposed to experience all these different modalities so I can work with people and understand what they're doing and then help intuitively help mm. them either work with their business, work with themselves, work with a client. It's, it's, so, it's so interesting. But a Swiss Army knife is great when you're getting yourself out of something, but it's not like the best screwdriver or the best knife, but it's enough that can kind of, you know enough to do what you need to do. So I'm a Swiss army knife. I'm a really nice one. I think I'm, 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 oh, I want a bedazzle. I don't know. I was thinking stainless steel, like really, really pretty Uh or like silver, but Uh now I'm thinking I should bedazzle some of it just for the diamond light. Yeah, well, you know, just to, just a tip for listeners, if you carry a Swiss Army knife and you go camping and you leave it in your bag and you try to go through security, they will, they will they'll take, take it. it. Yeah. So don't, that's happened to a couple of my kids accidentally, oh. not intentionally, you know, just like went on a camping trip, forgot to fully unpack their bags and you okay. lose your, you lose your beloved Swiss Army no, knife. So do we that. don't want to lose Kelly. No, we can't. Okay. <laughs> um. 
what else, Maureen, that would be uh, supportive for, you know, like any like invitations to the listeners in this wider community who's exploring sovereignty and higher consciousness? Would you might you want to give people like a little check in, little insight, little like, what are you feeling right now? Yeah. Any message? How much time do we have? (laughs) We have, uh, we got, we got about a little under four minutes. But then we can, yeah, oh, there we go. So maybe is there a message or a call to action or an invitation for people who might be curious about this? Well, I would say, you know, you want to really know yourself, right? You want to be able to know everything that's within yourself as much as you humanly can. And so find, find a supportive community that, you know, that, that is able to speak your language enough. I mean, you don't want everybody to, to think exactly alike because then you're not moving forward with thinking, but like a, a community that can help you, you know, see things differently where you can banter around ideas in a non-judgmental environment. If you can find something like that, that's a huge, a huge thing right there. And then also find a supportive practice where you can work on yourself and let go of those old, unneeded past beliefs, traumas, um, attitudes, because we all have them. And don't think of yourself as defective when you get in touch with things. We all have these things. You know, when you look at social media, like, oh, that family looks so perfect. Well, nobody's perfect. <laughs> oh, nobody. no, just peel the onion back just There's a little nobody. and you'll find something. <laughs> just a little. No, you're right. So you're... Some and people don't have a harder up. life than others, but I think they've come to work through more, but nobody has a perfect life. So it's like the more we work on ourselves and unload that bag of of things that no longer serve us, the better we're going to feel. And that's, and be doing it within a supportive community, finding a good person to do the work with one-on-one, you know, do it, you know, group thing, things can be good too. If you find, if you find the right group, group, you know, and there's many different modalities out there nowadays. So, I mean, you know, the, the work that we do with, um, you know, the school for higher consciousness, that, that those techniques were great for a lot of people, but some people may want to do other things. So find something that works for you and keep doing it and and keep working with your with your inner landscape so that you can feel free, sovereign and feeling good about yourself. Well, that's what I love about our directory of Edge magazine is we're pulling together all these different beautiful practitioners with all these different modalities. So the harmonic egg could be something you want to experience. It's a sound wonderful. healing. It's, oh my gosh. Yeah, I love, Shout I out love to the harmonic the, egg. And oh Sh- Sharon Crowley is also a regular uh, co-host, so... It just, oh, nice. Right? Yeah, I love Sharon. I actually listened to cello she, music. Anybody that knows me, I actually got through it. It was fine. And I did the Hawaiian one. So that was fantastic. A but, 10 second reason Kelly did not like cello music and did, the harmonic egg. But then she grew to like cello music because she was supported and nourished through her aversion. Cello music goes deep like scrubbing bubbles. <laughs> Pretty crazy. Like yep. That is what she found out. But sound healing and energy work and... I mean, there's all these different beautiful modalities that that would be considered outside of the box that we're bringing all together. And it's nutrition, it's mind, body, spirit, and there's all these different things that you can do. I mean, go get barefoot and go out in the woods, like, or go on a beach, or there's like, it doesn't have to cost money, but bringing yourselves with people that you trust, that you can be vulnerable with, that you can look in the mirror and you can know yourself and help discover yourself and all of the the dark side the light side the the strengths the weaknesses whatever they are and have someone just create safe space with you to do that is just powerful okay well, I'm, I'm glad you brought up nutrition because honestly that you know if your body everybody's so different too and what we need so you know pay attention to how you feel after you eat certain foods and just get rid of the ones that don't work for you 
Absolutely. And you if know, you, you and if you want to learn more, definitely check Maureen Higgins out at Wings of Freedom or School for Higher Consciousness. And this is Exploring Sovereignty with Elizabeth, guest co-host Kelly Wagner, and the delightful Maureen Higgins. Thank you. Good work. Okay, so All right. do we have to do...